When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Heavy, hey! Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to August. Welcome to Tito's time. Hands popping, guy. Hands are popping. Helmets. Well, we need that thing over the top, but then it would cut out the lo- the uh, label logo. Yeah, I don't have one. Don't What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Haberman of Middlecoff podcast. I'm Guy Haberman. That's John Middlecoff. It is the first day of August. We just went to Niners practice, and we are sponsored by our great friends. Once again, back for football season. Let's welcome back to the show Tito's Handmade Vodka. Standing O. Golf clap. It's great to have you back. Great to have you back. Great to have all of you. A thank you, John, to um, a thank you to all of our listeners. A, a, a sincere, we, we make a lot of jokes around here, time to time, but a sincere thank you because of you and your support. And you guys spent all last football season sending us pictures of you drinking Tito's, partying with Tito's, and uh, Tito saw it. Tito's felt the groundswell. Tito's heard the support, and Tito's is back for another football season. Because of your support, because they watched last football season, they went, "Yeah, that worked. We want more of that." Yeah, they they love and we love everything when you guys on Instagram tag us on Twitter, tag us. I don't know how you tag on TikTok, but if you can, we're on there as well. Uh, but definitely Instagram, Twitter, fire those bad boys. You know what drink we 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 love a good John Daly, and so do the people. Uh, just our, our friends at Tito's it's of all the sponsors and partners we've had. I don't know if anyone is truly quite resonated like this one. This is a, uh, in all seriousness for, we talk some shit and fuck around, but this, this is, this is a special, special marriage, uh, football season. It's just, it couldn't, we couldn't ask for a better, uh, a better partnership. Like if we had to choose, if there's a draft, I don't know how this isn't near the top of the list in the history, like of all American companies. It just, it's perfect. It is. We're very proud of it. I mean, I think that's part of it, right? As we uh, get a lot of recognition from people because of it, Tito's is a major, legitimate, award-winning brand. And uh, we definitely benefit from the association. And we we hope that they benefit from the association too. 
It's America's original craft vodka. This is the commercial, John, 1995. I mean, who can forget? Tito's Beverage or Tito Beverage. It's the man's name. Built his own distillery, went all in, put his life savings into it, and then just started winning awards. Uh, double gold medal at the World Spirits Competition, the Chairman's Trophy for the world's best vodka tonic, and many others. It's still handmade on the same land where it all started in Austin, Texas. Distilled from corn, gluten-free. Tito's.com for recipes, videos, and more. Copper pots, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's so special also about this brand is the price point. I mean, you walk into a Safeway, you walk into wherever you get your beverages, and it is, it's hard to beat when you factor in the quality and the price, especially in modern day inflation. I mean, you walk in there, holy moly. Uh, Tito's hasn't budged. And hey. uh, that's why we love it. My, I mean, my go to drink for, for well before I ever met our friends at Tito's was the vodka soda. Now, you know, if it's sunny outside, I will have the John Daly, but you got to watch sugar intake. Yeah. There's, it's hard to beat a good vodka soda, even a splash of crayon to get a little flavor. Big fan of the uh, the ginger beer you can get at um, Trader Joe's. No sugar. Big fan of the the, the ginger and the Tito's. Uh, happy birthday. 25 years. 25th anniversary Tito's as well. So we'll be doing stuff with them this season. Appreciate your support and uh, making sure that Tito's felt the love. And uh, felt like being a part of him. I feel like two people people drink a lot during football season, guy. It's like, oh, Friday afternoon, Saturday, all day watching football. Sunday, why not? I mean, we get, feels like there's a lot of drinking that goes on. You could argue just all in America all year long. But football season brings out the drinkers. Uh, I, I don't really slow down much in the summer, but uh, we got to work. I don't do it as actually as much in the fall as much fun I have in the summer, but I know you people do and tag us, tag us. I mean, you would say your tolerance probably at, at, at your at its annual highest post summer, right? Yeah, it peaks, I, and I factor in August. I, I saw Portnoy go on a rant. He gets very angry. Everyone wants to shove August to the side. Like summer doesn't end till or like football season. We're still. I mean, we're going to training camp and stuff, but it doesn't start till September 11th. You know, we we got some time here. August is a summer month. Sun's out. We got time. We got to enjoy the summer. Are they in school yet? Are the kids in school in August? No, no. It's still summer. Yeah. Simple as that. Kids are everywhere. You ever just go outside? They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> well, Elon says not enough of them. That's why he's doing his part. I know. See, his dad says he likes the brother more than Elon. His dad who's having a baby with the stepdaughter? Yeah, I saw someone's like, I, are you even allowed to comment when you're doing nefarious? Like, I, I, I'd keep quiet, Mr. Musk. Uh, all right, John, so much to talk about. We just went to Niners practice today. Uh, I think the first thing before we dive into what we saw is that um, it's a big deal, and it feels like a big deal. It feels we've been around teams. You've worked for teams. We've been around teams with high expectations. We've been around teams that don't matter. You can tell the difference. It feels different. Was that a shot of the Raiders guy? Nope. We were there with Chip Kelly Niners. They've only made me money in my life. They haven't cost you any money. They've only made you money in your life. That's true. But it felt like a big deal today. At one point, they brought all the Niners practices, two fields for those of you who haven't been, stands packed, people sitting on the grass on both sides. And then when they decide what field they're going to practice on, they bring everybody out of the far side stands and they bring them onto the field um, in between. And so the field is surrounded. It's like um, between the hedges, being between the hedges at Georgia. I mean, it's it's a cool environment for a, the first 
practice with Pat August 1. I, I think when you go to a practice like that and you think back to the days pre-music, pre a bunch of people in there, which for the 49ers wasn't that long ago. You know, I mean, there were not fans and there definitely was no music. Jim Harbaugh days when they had really good teams. It would be hard to create the same energy. And I get it, old school people, but there, there's a, to me as a player or as an assistant coach, like I would like the energy of the crowd, the music. It just adds juice and flow. Now you could argue it's early in training camp, no matter what, but I, I think it adds an oomph. I, I'm with you. I mean, they, I, I think they're easily, their roster on paper is one of the best. The quarterback will get it into him, but just non quarterback. It's a top five roster in the NFL. Uh, now, obviously, that position matters a lot, but you feel it out there. I mean, they got star players everywhere um, and just star players under contract in their prime. Not not a lot of question marks with impact players, right? They don't have any. At one point, we looked over and behind, standing off by themselves for two minutes was Nick Bosa and Trent Williams talking one-on-one, going through – you know, I think Nick was asking, and it started with Nick asking Trent a question about a move, and Trent kind of showing him some move, his move or his defense or whatever. And um, you said, I said, I hit you on the shoulder. I'm like, look at this. And you're like, is that what it looks like when Steph Curry and Kevin Durant talked to the Warriors practice? Right. Like those two guys talking to one another are maybe the best at each of their positions in the NFL, right? I think a lot of people think Trent is for sure. Nick could be the de- he's going to be on the short list. I mean, if we we yeah. could go to DraftKings, look at the odds, defensive player of the year odds. But he's going to have Garrett, Aaron Donald, that's short list of star defensive players. Michael like, Parsons. There, there aren't a lot of teams where Nick Bosa could drop in and talk to his equal on the other side or where Trent Williams could find his equal on the other side and talk to him. And that and then actually a few <laughs> minutes later Trent and George Kittle were having a similar kind of interaction just one-on-one where you've got these guys at a very high level who have peers right you want your great players to have peers because it means you have more than one great player and um the great players on the Niners have peers that's a good thing peers everywhere I mean their linebacker group we'll get into it probably a little later is looks fantastic it's not I mean Bo, Bowman and Willis is hard to top you could argue it's borderline untoppable but the trio of the three guys they roll out as they're starting Mike, starting Will, and starting Sam linebacker, I mean, the way they move, the way they look, the way you know they can play, I mean, all three of them, uh, their physicality, their speed, their athleticism, it's very – I mean, Willis and Bowman were so ahead of their time because they were so physical, yet they could move and they could cover. You know, Fred's the biggest of the three, but the other two guys – you have to just have the range. Like their, their team's speed all, all over the field right now is is impressive. I mean, they got team. It's let's face it, football in general, like college is a little different. But like ultimately, what makes Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, you know, the top three or four teams every year so awesome is they have the physicality and the team speed. Right? It's like Notre Dame will match up with them. They have the physicality, but they never have the speed. Oklahoma matches up against them. They have the speed, but they never have the physicality because Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, and occasionally there's another team, but for, uh, Clemson's had some, Clemson did have a moment and still, they still might be that level. You got to have it all in the NFL for sure. You got to be physical and you got to fly. And that's like you would say the Niners last year. Why did they beat the Cowboys? They were way more physical than them. Why did they beat the Packers? Because they were way more physical than them. 
why did ultimately the Rams are kind of, they're kind of their equal. Like the Rams have no problem led by Aaron Donald getting into a heavyweight fight and they have the team speed. And that is the Chiefs have, why have they been so good for so long? Elite team speed, but they also could throw some haymakers when their defense was playing well. So that is, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you, you, you have no options. You have to be good at both. You got to be physical all over the field, but definitely on defense, be physical and have a physical run game because you got to have different pitches and you have to be fast. Like ultimately, like the Bengals were so explosive outside. You know, they probably weren't as physical on defense, but their offense when it peaked was just so fucking awesome. That won't be a problem for the Niners because I don't think it'll be quite like that. (laughs) I think the one other thing you see in college at the elite level that's harder in the NFL is you have that you have the depth, right? You've got a junior and then you've got Marvin Harrison, you know, Jackson, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, you have Olave and Wilson, and then one or two of them is out. And, oh, well, I guess we'll play Marvin Harrison Jr. who turns out to be a star, right? Only a handful of college programs can do that. In the NFL, you don't really have that because you got limited roster size and salary cap and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You are more predicated on health, I would say, in the pros than even like Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Like a lot of like most programs are predicated on health. The elite of the elite, like their backups are still incredible. Well, if I told you that, uh, what's his name? Will Anderson was like, was it Will Anderson? The linebacker at Alabama? Uh, no. Yeah. I think it's Will Anderson. If he was like, guys, I'm out this year. Like, oh man, that sucks. Best, maybe the number one pick out. Uh, I think would Alabama. It, would, it, would it change their title odds? Uh, they're, I mean, they'd still be the favorites, right? Yeah. So maybe in a small way, but not in any major way. But if I told you Nick Bosa was no longer in the Niners, what would you say? That would be a dramatic, be a dramatic issue for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about we'll talk about their defense today. Let's talk about Trey Lance's day. I mean, that is the number one thing that everyone watches for when they go to a Niner practice. And um, you know, one of the headlines so far leading up in the first week before pads came on was interceptions. There were a lot of them. There was another one today in the red zone. But interceptions, watching it play out, it's not that other people get the ball. Even I think today there was one um, for him. But it's that it's hard to find where the play actually would end in a real NFL game. But most times it feels like it would end before it ends in these practices. That is to say the ball is not coming out quickly with the Niners offense right now. Yeah, there was a red zone period, which was pretty terrible. And I think my number one takeaway once they got into team periods was this guy is a major work in progress. Same things that we said last year when he played games. And we had a lot of people, I'm not I, I'm not making much of the comments, were very angry. Now, granted, everyone witnessed the games, right? The, the Arizona game and the Houston game, I think our two takeaways were much more bearish uh, than a lot of people. And it was simply because of the bar. Like the thing is, when we're critical of Trey and he being critical of a guy who needs a lot of work is not being critical when the guy has played one season in college, started two NFL games. Every fucking player would need a lot of work in, in that situation. Most star players get a lot of reps in college. Like let's use the Niners' best players. Trent Williams started at Oklahoma for three years. George Kittle, pretty sure he was a fifth year senior at Iowa. Nick Bosa, several-year starter at Ohio State. Fred Warner played a lot of games at BYU. Like, I mean, all their guys had a ton of reps by the time they got to the pros. That is not the case with Trey Lance. Ayuk 
is the guy with probably the most limited reps because he was a junior college transfer, and it has taken him till year three for Kyle to be like, I feel very good about this guy. Now, he had moments in year one and two, but it was an up-and-down road. The difference at quarterback is Ayuk, for example. He ultimately, when he gets his route called, just has to worry about his route getting open, potentially the corner and the safety, depending on the coverage. It might just be him versus the corner. Trey, in the, so let's use the red zone, for example. The field, the red zone's hard. Why? Field is much wider than it is long. You just don't have as much room. It's actually, it's the one area where the defense, the field works to their advantage. And things happen very fast, and you don't have much time. And you could argue, and I've seen this on social media, and I think it's fair, the Niners statistically had one of the better defenses in the league. They are easily going to be one of the better defenses again. So it's not playing a shitty NFL defense. But it he had multiple series today where it looked like that would be a three if they passed every down, which they would not, and that's part of it too. They have a coach. Of all the good NFL coaches, right, of all the good teams that are going to compete to make the playoffs, them and the Ravens want to run the ball the most. Their offense going to look a lot different, Lamar, but you would say them and the Ravens, stylistically, again, philosophically, excuse me, stylistically it looks different, philosophically will be the same. Play great defense, shove it down your throat. Now, Lamar is a way better passer right now than Trey Lance. It's not what I'm saying, but they want to rush it 30 times a game and kick your ass on defense and beat you like, 28 to 7, right? That's what Kyle, they're not looking. Andy wants like 50 a game, right? The Ravens want to overpower you. That's what Kyle wants to do. But like ultimately football, and when you're playing the best teams, get in the red zone, you got to be good and you got to be good on passing downs, which are second and third and long. You know, I, this is going to sound, and, and, that, and that's an area right now by far, and most young quarterbacks is the biggest area of concern for him as a player. Um, what we're describing right now is not some debate. Like, that's what happened today. What John just described was what yeah, this happened. Is, this is not opinion. These are facts. It was it was a struggle. It was bad. It was, it was bad in the red zone. Not because he turned the ball over, but because actually the one turnover, Kyle Juszczyk was running open and open and open and open and Trey was out of the pocket and looking and looking and finally got to use check late and Traverius Ward had been able to close the gap and dove and intercepted the ball. Well, because in the red zone, you got to be your progressions at the 50 yard line. You got a little more time in the red zone. It's probably I bet an offensive coach would tell you it's three X sped up. So Kyle, use check. You got to be over there at half the time that maybe you normally could in the middle of the field because the timing that again, the, he has the sideline to work as his advantage because Kyle can't create depth right there's not that much room you can't layer your offense right and that's the Niners when Jimmy's had success right it was like layered it was Kittle Debo IU kind of layered throughout the field well you can't layer it at the six yard line because you got 14 yards to work with or that's bad math uh six four yard line you'd have 14 <laughs> yeah yeah at 16 you'd have 20 yeah I mean but um you know, I think, and this is going to sound kind of glass half full. I, I don't, I, I don't intend it to, but it just, I, I do believe this. If, if we went to practice today and the reports were Trey Lance is dominating the Niners' defense in the red zone, I think that would be worse for the Niners than the reverse. And the reason is because of what you described, because this team is built to have its defense help lead them. In fact, Trent Williams said after the practice today, our defense took us to the NFC Championship game last year. 
this team is built to do what you said. Because the team is built to be the way, if they were built to be the Chiefs, then it'd be a problem if their quarterback isn't showing that he's going to be able to carry them with his arm from the beginning of the season. But that's not how they're built. So the Niners need their defense to be fantastic, first and foremost. And then they need to backfill with some of what Trey Lance can do to accent the run game. And the reality is Debo was not at full reps on Monday yet, right? So it's not like it's Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Elijah Mitchell on every snap for Trey Lance all the time. Was, was Juwan Jennings out there? I didn't. Juwan Jennings was out there. In fact, Trey mi- did not throw him the ball at one point in the back of the end zone in the red zone, and Juwan Jennings kind of shook his head for a second. Well, he's a guy. He's going to be there. I mean, from a red zone size wise, non Kittle, he's their biggest wide receiver by a country mile of the guys they're going to play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though Ayuk has a big catching radius and he had a sweet catch today on a play that probably doesn't exist in real football. And that's the hard part, right? I mean, it was a sweet catch, but like Craig's probably already sacked by then or running away. It was a tray rolling left across his body. Ayuk high pointing a line drive in a jump ball with Traverius Ward at the front of the end zone. Ayuk also had a great high point on a like a front pylon fade against um, uh, Jimmy Ward in one-on-ones. And then he had a 40-yard catch over the top with actually Nick Bosa kind of came up the middle and was bearing down on Trey, but can't hit him. Um, Ayuk and I I think it's pretty clear, Ayuk and Trey Lance, I don't know if I want to say they have the best chemistry, but the most trust, the balls that Trey just lets rip, it's Ayuk by and large, at least today, that was going to get them. I'm not saying, because you can't take away, that the Niners have not had the go route for 40, 50 yards down the sideline. I don't worry about that with Trey Lance, right? Like at the, they're backed up on their 30 throwing a bomb. Like that to me, the red zone and, and areas where you got to be quicker, right? Like you might throw that bomb on first and 10. So the defense doesn't know it's coming. You don't just always throw that on third and 10, right? On third and 10, when they know most of your guys are working toward the sticks and you, you got to play a physical slash mental game. Again, there's nothing wrong with this as part of being a young player, but it's where, it's why these next three or four weeks for him are huge. And honestly, the first month of the season, the reps are big. Like he should be dramatically better Halloween than he is week two. That's part of the deal. And this is where it goes back to last year. Like I, I said it in practice and people, especially in the chat right now on, on, on the tube, are going to be like, what? As of the day, if the Niners played tomorrow, there Mac Jones, a better player than Trey Lance. That, that's not even debatable. But that's, we said when the draft pick happened, now part of it, Trey didn't get to play last year, really. But like this draft pick was for the big picture for the next several years, for the next decade, the high-end talent. And that is on now Kyle, Greasy, the players around him, Trey himself, to just grow and grow and grow over every rep, every practice. It's cliche, but like you do get better every day, especially when you haven't practiced that much. Like ultimately, Trent Williams... Is just maintaining. Like he's just maintaining. Even Kittle, like just stay healthy. Trey is like every day I should be taking, don't need to take huge steps, but like little step here, little step here. Next time I know in the red zone off cover four when the rover's here, you know, just little shit. I mean, it's, it's a, he's, he's, he's in the deep end of calculus right now, right? Against really good players too. It's just going to be hard. But here's the thing it's not, he is playing with sweet players, right? That's where, like, it's not like he's not play- he's playing with a highly paid star wide receiver now. Ayuk, first rounder who's a stud. 
one of the highest paid tight ends who's a star. You know, he's got star weapons. So it's this gets back to the pressure. You you just kind of you feel it. Again, I'm not saying like he's freaking out every pass, but how could he not like I mean his backup is not his backup, but the guy that started last year who's still kind of around. I mean, it's a bizarre situation. Wait, kind of around or around? He's around. You mentioned this yesterday on our Debo emergency pod. And I just thought you were wrong because I, I just thought you didn't the, correct me. You just let me be wrong. Well, I, because I, I wasn't quite sure, but I thought Jimmy was like showing up before practice, getting sent home. Clearly that you knew that wasn't the case. Mayoko's like, yeah, bro. Like a couple days ago, he was like running while practice was going on. Very bizarre. And I'm like, listen, you guys have been around the NFL longer than me, but I feel like since I've been in it around it, this is an unprecedented situation. Him and Cam Inman laughed like, uh, yeah, this is unprecedented situation. And those guys have seen it for, for since the nineties. And, but when you just, but when still you look young, yeah, still both of them look fantastic. But, but part of it is like, they, they don't just compare the Niners. Like when you cover a team, like you pretty understand the league. Like guy, I've been saying this over and over. This is not abnormal. This is unprecedented. When you go all in on the young quarterback, the old quarterback is done, but he's still around. He's still around. It's crazy. It Honestly, it speaks probably more to Jimmy than anything because 99% of people would draw a line. Because there would be bad blood. I think one thing is clear. Garoppolo is an all-time teammate. Team member, whatever you want to call him. Maybe also just hates confrontation. Like doesn't want weird stuff. Yeah, and I just I think it's a pretty easy one. If it got if Rap Sheet tweeted right now, Jimmy Garoppolo has told the Niners, release me. Yeah. Like that would just create immediately some urgency to them and create a something. He ain't doing that. Yeah, I mean we we go back and forth on you that. You keep I, thinking it's nothing. If he no, says no, 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 that, no. it creates like you kind of like, what are you gonna do? Start are you gonna be the asshole? Like they don't want to do that either. But to your point, they may do it anyway, but I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo telling them they know he doesn't want to be there anymore. I don't think him that not, not that we're going to argue about this again. I've stated my case. But it's easy. But. It's easy to do nothing when you know he doesn't care. It's easy to like get a divorce, let her live there. If she lets you bring in your girlfriends, it's another thing. If she force kicks you out of the house, like he's cool with you doing whatever you want. Yeah, but they can just tell him, fine, you've demanded your release. You can just not show up here anymore, but they're going to do it on their timeline. I think they've shown that over and over and You over don't again. think if he demanded his release, they would release him immediately? No. I, see, I do. Why would they? I don't understand. Again, I don't want to get sidetracked by this, but I, I don't understand what changes because he demanded it. If they tell him just don't show up anymore. Well, because I do think you're probably, I, I don't think they're going to ride him to the end of the preseason. So I, I think, would ride him as long as you want. If he's cool with it. <laughs> My my old take has always been, I think, like, God, it's just business one-on-one. Like, you eventually, you just demand a release. But if he ain't going to do it, you just write it until you got it. Because there's no urgency. You're not paying him anything. Uh, on Trey, the, uh, the 49ers last year were fourth in the NFL in touchdown percentage in the red zone, 64%. Fourth best in the league. Buffalo, Tampa, Seattle, and the Niners. And then fifth was the Chargers. Jimmy was in a four-way tie for 11. So really, it's like, you know, 16th players, but 11th in terms of the ranking in red zone touchdowns with 15. So Tua, Jimmy, Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Wilson threw 15 red zone touchdowns. So what does it tell you? I don't have the rushing numbers in front of me, but that the Niners created red zone scores, right, in part on the ground. But 
I would imagine. I'd love to. See, I'd love to watch a cut up of Jimmy's red zone touchdown throw. I, I would also guess that some of the higher touchdown passers, the Brady's, Stafford, Rogers, threw a higher percentage of touchdowns outside the twenty. Then well, maybe Jimmy Brady threw thirty. Brady and Stafford threw thirty-two red zone scores each. Wait, you said Jimmy had fifteen? Yeah. Oh, so okay, never mind. They're they're really high. So everybody, right, just eats in the red zone. Oh, okay. So like, what's Rogers? Rogers was thirty red zone touchdowns. Oh, so the the top guys are just crushing in the red zone. Herbert and Allen twenty nine. Mahomes oh, twenty four. Okay, oh, okay. I, I misheard you. But, but the that. Niners are at the top of. The amount of time when they go in the red zone, they score touchdowns sixty four percent of the time, which is fourth best in the NFL. Well, the difference I would say of the Brady Allen and Herbert, like the Niners run the ball in a lot. Those teams are throwing it, and why wouldn't you? Right? It's like, why do the Warriors shoot so many threes? Well, they got great three point shooters. Why do you pass it at the ten yard line? Well, we got Tom Brady, we got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, it's like I trust this guy to throw a touchdown. Like ultimately, the Niners. I mean, they score a lot of within the five-yard line rush touchdowns because he'll run it four straight times, right? That's the other thing. Now, they'll be and, he won't just shove it up the, the whole time, but he will run four different run plays at the seven-yard line and punch it in, which is smart, which, again, is what he'll do again this year. Jimmy had 11 carries in the red zone. Uh, Jimmy had three carries in the red zone last year for three touchdowns. Right, Trey Lance is going to have more than three carries in the red zone this year. That's true too. That's an area out here that like he won't. But I also think you saw him. There was one run play today where he ran outside, and I almost got killed because a linebacker. Because again, it's they have to take angles where they know they can't hit, so they just kind of run straight. It's it's not totally real football, especially when it's the quarterback. I would say any offensive player because they're not going to tackle him. Is that do you really? Part of it was that I'm, you get a front row seat. It's pretty cool. You know, sometimes you and I were talking about it. Like, we're just on the sideline, like basically a front row seat. Like, it's pretty sweet. You just take hellacious shots if you're a running quarterback, if they get you. Now, Lamar and Kyler are like as close to ungettable as they get because they're so quick and so elusive. That's not Trey style. You know, Trey is a bigger He's still athletic, but he's not. I wouldn't call him as an explosive runner for NFL standards. Quick. But it's a good point. Like, this was one of the things we won't really get to see until they play the Bears week one. That was one of the questions last year with him. He was an uncomfortable runner. We talked to Dante Whitner about it too on the show. Remember? Remember, like, Trey was uncomfortable in space as a runner. Now, design runs, different story, but like, when it came time to figure out whether to slide or to try and go to the sideline or to try to take on a defender or to try to stiff arm or to try to juke, it felt like he was trying. He was caught in between all of those things, which was understood, right? It's like the first time, like an animal touches water, they kind of put their paw in. He had never. It's a good one. An enormous jump from the little guys he was playing to the Arizona Cardinals, and I think right away he realized, like, God, is Buda Baker faster than me? Is Isaiah Simmons? And he kind of felt his way where Cam's and the Lamar's and the Kyler's just had come and they just came right in and they just figured it out on the fly. Trey was like thrown in midseason. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. 
for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To me, that's an area to keep an eye on. Like, does he keep feeling his way out or is he much more of a confident runner? Or is he just not really as much of a runner as we were going to think to begin with, which would be, I'd be fine with. Like, ultimately, when you think about Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, athletic guys who are pass-first guys, they, they're not, Russell, a little bit super young, but it was always kind of sliding. He was not just taking off all the time. Deshaun, too, for athletic guys. Because you know why? I think they would tell you this. It's like, actually, I'm not quite as fast, like, relative to human beings I am, but, like, Aziz Alshire fucking run me down backwards, right? And then he hit me. Think how many D linemen over the last five, six years have come in running four sevens. What's Kayvon run? I mean, these guys, every guy can fly. Bosa runs down quarterbacks with ease. Aaron Donald can fly. I mean, these guys, these D linemen, let alone all the linebackers, there aren't the big, burly middle linebackers anymore. Fred Warner's like a normal linebacker now, right? I mean, all these linebackers look like the Green Laws. Those guys can run, like run, run. So to me, I wonder if the Trey Lance 15 years ago, relative to a lot of linebackers, a lot faster. Nowadays, think how many hybrid players like Isaiah Simmons just constantly coming in the league. Do you remember last year, the Ohio State-Oregon game? Kayvon was out. Uh, and Yeah, yeah, the shootout. And Rose Bowl. No, 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 not the Utah. Oh, Ohio, Ohio State-Oregon. State oh, yeah, Oregon. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but Oregon had a defensive end, and they had some injuries who they moved to tight end in that game, and he caught like the third down conversion play late. And then he had a big play at the end of the game to end the game. I think he hit the running back or the quarterback, or whatever. I remember a backbreaking play to a tight end. On with like dread, big guy with dreads. Yeah. Cut his hair. His name's DJ Johnson. He's like one of their pass rushers again this year. I heard he's might be the fastest guy on their team. He ran his GPS number was 23 miles an hour, but he's massive, right? He's humongous. He's a, he's the starting defensive end for the Oregon ducks. That's now, I don't know what he's going to end up being as an NFL draft pick, but that's a college player, right? But, but like, that's 15, what you get at the highest level. Trey wasn't playing those guys in college. But, but I even think like 20 years ago, I remember when I got to Fresno, Richard Marshall would come back and he was, maybe he had told, maybe this is when my cousin was on the team and he would come back and he would tell the story to like all the Fresno guys of, he went to Carolina and Julius Peppers in the offseason would, wouldn't run with the linemen. He would run with the DBs and wide receivers. But, and Julius for a long time was like, all time outlier, him and Javon Curse. I, it doesn't feel like a lot of like the Miles Garrett's that type guy. They're all, and we're talking linemen. I'm not oh, talking Robert, the line. Robert can beat you today. <laughs> yep. He's, I think the amount of team speed now, because the game is more spread out. Like ultimately Kyler and Lamar are so athletic and so fast. They, they would be fast against no matter who you could be 17 green laws out there. Right. Or, you know, that K bonds or whoever, but, like, I think Trey Lance is a good example of, like, you know, you're a 4 8 guy, fast relative to a lot of players historically, but the league has never been faster, so your speed helps. Like, Jimmy could not run. Like, Jimmy was never a threat to even run, really, for, like, seven yards. You Other have that. Snakes. To me, that's a huge advantage, right? Yeah. Just nothing there. Just can you get up and get six yards first down? Like, occasionally, like, Dak. I think the question... Younger with, Dak. Yeah, I think the question with Trey 
one of the questions with Trey is, will enough stuff go right around him because of his run game, because the players he has, because the defense, because what Kyle asked him to do and the things that they scheme for him, that he doesn't get scarred by some of the struggles of maybe not seeing it as quickly as he will when he becomes a more experienced player. Meaning, what happens when he doesn't see it right now? Does he panic and take off, or does he continue to try and be a passer first? I don't know. But I think it's important that the Niners play with leads, run the ball effectively, so that he's not put in these spots where he has to make the play that only works for right now, right, which is tuck it and run and just don't get sacked and take get three yards at the expense of what ultimately you want him to overcome some of those struggles, figure it out. It's okay if he throws a couple of picks because we're running the ball and our defense is good and it's not going to turn into touchdowns. And he really learns the way ultimately they're going to need him to play, the way the best quarterbacks play, passing the ball first and then using his legs as a secondary weapon. Do you think trying to break him in, having two jo- having two joint practices with two separate teams would have been a lot to put on him. That just It probably makes sense just to do the one joint practice and have a couple week kind of lead in him just – letting him feel out to be the lead guy for a while. Because a lot of teams now do two. Remember, we went over it the other day. A yeah. ton of teams do two. Yeah. Niners just do the one. You could argue then you got so much other stuff going on. Maybe it's the right uh, mindset to just have, like, basically these three weeks of practice before and a preseason game before the Minnesota week. So he gets to build up a lot of reps. I mean, you're not going to play. Like, I wouldn't play him in the preseason. You wouldn't play him in the preseason. I don't know. Sna- no snaps? I, I The more I think about it, the more I think I'd give him no snaps. Well, Trent's not playing a snap, right? Yeah, I no. You would think not. Now McClinchy you do coming off injury, probably not either. Are you putting him with backups? No, in a, in a preseason game. It I mean, might he's inevitably happen in the regular season. So the preseason is not going to give him more than the regular season's given him. And so, what are you putting him out there to do exactly? I so I I wouldn't be in a I my I would say we're not putting him in the preseason, but. Whatever. You well, would you would you play any, like Kinlaw, Debo, or not Kinlaw? Kinlaw. But, uh, no, I meant Fred, Fred Warner, uh, Fred Warner, Bosa, Trent, Kittle, no. Debo. No. Those guys no. are all. You're putting them on the McVay no. Lafleur plan, right? Yeah, I'm all in on it. You've been on it for a while now. I'm all in on it, and that's where the joint practices are really valuable, right? I think joint practices will be valuable for him, given that we think this defense is pretty good. Will joint practices be a little easier for him? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I don't know. I, I think it'll help by the time you get there that Debo's running with the one team all the time. But, um, yeah, I, I just clearly it's going to take some time. And it is. this is why it's better to be on a good team than it is to be on a bad team if you're a developing quarterback. Well, here's the reality, guy. It's August 1st. You, got, you have another 40 days before you even play a game. And I, I think this is where... When the schedule came out, we we're like, it, it's a lot better if you have an easier landing spot and you get one of the worst teams in the league immediately. And then I think it's Carolina Panthers. Is that week two? Or is it Atlanta? Seattle. Seattle at home. So it's the Bears, Seattle, one, two. Yep. At Denver, Rams, at Carolina, at Atlanta, KC, at the Rams. So I, I like the start of the season. Jamal Adams, you see his fingers are all messed up. <laughs> Jamal Adams and the Seahawks probably picked to finish fourth in the NFC West. Yeah. Uh, Corey on the stream says we should also hold the offensive line accountable. Yeah, I mean, they got to figure out who their center is. They got uh, they had some Spencer Buford, their fourth-round pick out of 
UTSA, John, the Roadrunners, once of uh, Larry Coker, uh, playing some right guard, right guard. I, with the I, I just, I, I, I do not. And again, I mean, you would rather have Larry Allen or, you know, whoever the great Quentin Nelson, for sure. I'm not acting like top guards don't dominate, but most people aren't top guards and you can Ryan Wendell started in a Super Bowl, you know? So it, you can what, have, what are you proving to the masses with that? With that, uh, my point is like, guard? well, no, he was an undrafted free agent, but he started for like five years with Tom Brady. The guys Where? that started oh, smart, but, but I'm just saying like guys like that have a lot of success at center and guard in the NFL. Historically start for years. Brunskill. You can, you can win a ton of games with three Brunskills center, two guards. And that's not even the Niner. The Niners drafted a guy from Notre Dame, Aaron Banks, who was, rep, you know, repping in there right next to, was it McGlinchey or Trent? Trent. S- playing right guard. So. Wait, you talking about right guard or left guard? Or he's left guard right next to Trent, yeah, right? Yeah. Beautiful. So all of a, right. you, you invested, like, ultimately, he's a second round pick. So, boom, you got a second round pick, you got Brunskill, and you got a fourth round pick. Like, that should be good enough. I yeah. just, I'm, I'm sorry. I just. I don't get caught up as like, who's going to be the guards? I don't know. You should have fucking 10 of them and figure out who the best ones are and coach their ass up and figure it out and and develop one into a good player in a couple of years who's getting paid. Like, that's what good coaches do. And that's, and that's why I have confidence that they can do that. Any guard on a given week can get smoked by some of these sweet D tackles because there's a ton of them. Like Buckner and Armstead, uh, Fletcher Cox. Like, yeah, you're going to get beat everyone. Obviously, Aaron Donald. But... You know, you should be able to have some randos. And that's part of the deal. I mean, they have they have a $22 million left tackle. And they have, I mean, it's a First long time right ago tackle. now. But, I mean, he was a ninth pick in the draft. <laughs> I mean, it's just... And it's, look, if he starts and is healthy, they're fine. Yeah, just be functional. And he'll get beat every once in a while, right? It's inevitable. But part of... And this is why Trey's athleticism does matter. Because he's going to have to add lib a little bit. Because, again, back when I get to these random offensive linemen, Banks isn't necessarily, but they're going to have, whether it's the fourth rounder, whether it's Brunskill, whoever ends up being their other guard and center, I'm assuming Banks is going to start because if he's not, that would be a pretty big red flag, right? Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say. I heard Trent Williams say today he's lost weight, added muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, and so you got Trent right next to you. If anything, he can just lend a hand, right? Just throw the right hand over there. <laughs> uh like you, you got to make do. Like it's just you. You don't get there is no, you. You don't get Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, and then four of your five guys are Trent Williams. That's not the way it works, guys. <laughs> right. I know. I know you're not saying that, but I. I, I hear this. A it's lot. a good point. It's like you have all these other sweet players all over the place. Yeah, we got some question marks at center and guard. Like so do a lot of teams. You know, until like, and this happens all the time. When I worked for the Eagles, like who's this little center? A, a decade later, Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, and I'm not saying the Niners have some future Jason Kelsey, but that's the way offensive linemen at Garden Center historically work, right? It's like, where'd you find this sweet guard? Oh, we actually got him in the fifth round, and now he's an $18 million player. Happens all the time. Well, I think it's also important to remember that the Niners have been operating to this point in a way that they'll continue to operate from Kyle Shanahan's standpoint, whereas he is not going to his quarterback, taking the reins off and calling the play and then letting the guy do whatever he wants. Like, if Shanahan's going to have to account for Trey Lance's inexperience this year, he's had to account for Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations in the previous years, one of which is immobility, right? So I 
not that Jimmy's a complete stiff, but it's plays end with him trying to get out of trouble and not being able to do it. So th- this is on. It's part of this is on again. One of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan, to create for his quarterback just in the way he did with Jimmy Garoppolo. That is part of his job. But the one thing why these reps are so big, because part of it, let's just use some recent young guys that have come into the league, right? Good, good players. I'm starting with Mahomes, but then to some of the, uh, you know, Lamars, to Herberts, to all these guys, like part of it is ultimately you you are allowed to kind of ad lib once the play breaks down because you have the ball in your hand if you want to take off. And it kind of comes down to like, you would say a lot of those guys have really good Deshaun Watson, incredible instincts, Russell right instincts of just like keeping play alive and like eyes in the back of their head. Well, how do you develop instincts? You, you're not just born with the ability to like, well, I know when this guard kind of gets smoked, I got to move. It's just reps. And a lot of these guys got a ton of reps in college, several years starting. You watch Trey, you go in fairness, like the North Dakota state is a powerhouse one double a program. They are the Alabama of one double a, but he, if he had started there for three years, you'd feel like, oh, he just has a lot more. Re- he just doesn't have that many repetitions. Like, and, and to me, that's how you develop great instincts over time is just repetitions. And a lot of these guys that come from big-time colleges, you're like, God, I got four years, my redshirt year, and then my three years starting of just reps against dudes every day at Iowa, dudes every day at Florida, dudes every day at Texas Tech or wherever I'm playing. But like Power 5, Division One guys. And that just wasn't the case for him as a player. So he's it, it just gets back to he's just one of the most unique test cases in recent memory, right? Like Mahomes kind of was, but he was a several-year starter in the Big 12. Uh, not unlike the challenge that Kyle Shanahan had when he added Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I know it sounds crazy because Jimmy had been in the league. You know Jimmy played a lot more, though, in 1AA, right? Yeah, yeah, Jimmy had played college football, but... Trey Lance has thrown the ball 71 times. He has 71 career attempts in the NFL. When Jimmy Garoppolo showed up, I think we remember Jimmy like he showed up at 29 years old, having played six years in the league. Jimmy showed up at 25 years old, having played three years in the league uh, with 94 career attempts. So Jimmy Garoppolo showed up on the Niners with 23 more career attempts than Trey Lance. Now, he'd been in the league, and he'd been Tom Brady's freaking backup, right? Bill Belichick's quarterback. I'm not saying they're the same. But I think it's the, in some ways for Kyle Shanahan, it's kind of the same. This is not a complete player, right? Jimmy Garoppolo showed up. He was not a complete player, just like Trey Lance is not a complete player. So let me do the things that a great coach does to help put him in position. This is what every guy says to make plays. So I, I don't think – it. this is, I think, a very similar – Matt Ryan was not this way. Not that Matt Ryan didn't have his limitations, but Matt Ryan, you know, a, a, a competent offensive coordinator and Matt Ryan would would work. Maybe, you know, Kyle Shanahan got the absolute most out of him. But for the most part in Kyle's career, he's been working with quarterbacks who part of what they need is his help. I, and again, like, I, I, I do think college reps matters. Just pulling up Jimmy's college reps for basically – he got to play a little bit in 2010, had 211 attempts, 11, 12, and 13, 350 attempts, 540 attempts, 568 attempts. So These like 1,500 attempts is what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, 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 the first thing I saw when I – he owns all the the records for attempts, for touchdowns. My, my point is not necessarily about the stats and the numbers. It's just the reps, the live game reps of throwing that this guy doesn't have, which – 
Kyle's kind of working through right now of like this, like the, the, the number rep he's on, even if you factor in last year, would be like this guy's junior season, if you think about it. Because his one season, because of COVID, got wiped out. I would view him a lot differently if he just had two seasons. Get that season getting wiped out is a, that's a crazy amount of practice and game reps that I think you're still working through. And last year, let's face it, after the preseason, he kind of got thrown to the side and ran a scout team. You know, beside until the two weeks him. until they needed him, and then the one week when they needed him, they basically ran his college offense. Right, the game against the Arizona, like his first game, it was just him kind of running around. Remember that. 16 rushing attempts. Yeah, so it's like, again, I'm bullish. I, I always swing for the the guy you can mold and coach up, especially when I got a big time ball coach, and Kyle Shanahan is that. But it's just it's going to take time, and he's very very lucky. But this gets back to the pressure. This team is not like, well, we're cool, just going nine and eight and just being. No, they're paying all these dudes to try to win big, and that to me just the pre- now it helps. There's a seventh seed, but like. Anything but the playoffs is a fucking disaster, right? Because Disa- right. last year almost was because it was like, wait, you're just wasting Trey's reps to miss the playoffs. Now, they ended up making it, and then they won two playoff games, and it was sweet. Everyone rejoiced. It was awesome. You screwed up the Cowboys in the Packers season. It was awesome. Trent flipped the, the Cowboys fan off, walking off the Cowboys stadium. It's a highlight. That that pull, that that picture, that still photo, is pretty, pretty classic. But... Now you get like ultimately now you're kind of starting back from scratch. And I, I do think you see right away, and I felt it today. Going at OTAs, OTAs are one thing, and I, I would imagine the first couple of days of practice are one thing. The difference today is a whole different sport, right? With the pads on, the physic, even though no one's getting tackled to the ground, just the shoving, the hitting, the O-linemen pushing each other. Cause they're immediately, and this is someone mentioned this, like the O-line deserve for sure. Because their body's getting shoved into them, but that's isn't that football? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing is the quarterback doesn't get hit, which is like a major part of the position, right? Yeah. And even then, you can feel stress level goes. You do get knocked. He get knocked around the pocket a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's why I thought his first completion when they went eleven on eleven, the first throw he had, the first play was actually a run play behind Kittle and used Kittle came in motion right to left, used check. Let's run behind Trent Williams. That was remember you and I have been debating like what's the first play going to be. I heard maybe eighteen nineteen Zorro or nineteen eighteen Zorro, whatever it's called. Um, but uh, the second his first completion was actually defender right in his face. He's got to get it around him to Kittle. And I want to answer this question here. Matt asks, I test and thank you, Matt. I test. How did Trey's delivery look? Did the ball fly out of his hands? Herbert Allen asked. We would settle for Russell Wilson traits, LOL. I thought watching him in drills and during the live periods, he was better. He was good with his accuracy, the short, got to have it. This is a gimme layup. Just make the layup throw. I thought he's looked good. I thought the bubble spiraled a lot today. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's not, you know, he took one big deep shot and hit Ayuk. It's not Herbert or Josh Allen, but... I mean, I you know Herbert would go toe to toe. Those guys would go toe to toe with Dan Marino and the best throwers in the history. Who of the says league. no first? Trey Lance for Herbert. Yeah, but Trey I is. think to put it into context, and again, this is not the way football works. If Justin Herbert was the 49ers quarterback, what 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 would record would you predict? 
Uh, yeah, like 14 and 3, 15 and 2. <laughs> yeah. 15 and 2, I think would be my prediction. <laughs> me too. Anything less than 11 to me in for the Chargers is an embarrassment. 100%. But that that's what speaks to this team's talent. Like, I think with the work in progress quarterback, they can get to 11. What did you think not, of his hold on? What do you think of his delivery though? Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, to me, that didn't notice it hindering him. I'm with you. A couple times on a dump offs, hit the guy. I, I thought more just. I was judging him the day because I didn't. It, it didn't stick out, you know, in a bad way. No, yeah. The, the speed of everything, how fast you got to get it out. It's just tougher. I mean, football's fucking hard, especially when you're playing a really good defense. And honestly, it might have been hard. Part of this is like no one's acting like Jimmy would have looked better. That's the thing. He's not replacing Josh Allen. Right, the, the bar is in the middle, but there are basic things like the one thing Jimmy does have the ability when he sees it, he can get rid of it fast. Now sometimes it flies all over the place. You know, he throws picks, he makes poor decisions. I think one big difference this year, from a positive standpoint, and we talked a little bit on it, was I do think he, it, you know, if there's a little room, he can just scramble to a right or a left, and he's just way quicker than Jimmy, and that creates a little separation for him to either see a guy, keep a play alive, and that'll be interesting. I, I don't know necessarily his play style. Like, this is what's made I always loved about Watson and Russell is they scramble to throw. They don't scramble to run. Like, Lamar scrambles to run. Kyler, Kyler can kind of do both, but he scrambles. To, he can scramble to run, too, because he can get to the first down so fast. I, I'm I'm fascinated to watch kind of Trey's maturation. Like, is he a scramble to throw guy? Is he scramble to run? There was the one play today where he scrambled to run, which again, you get five, six yards on second and seven. That's a really big deal because then boom, they can run it for a first down, and keep the chains moving, right? Where Jimmy, it's like you didn't want him to scramble at all, just throw it away, right? Yeah, I I would need to see the tape again, John. I wasn't convinced that the touchdown throw to Ayuk was going to be a sack. I thought that was a scramble to throw situation, but I wasn't watching back. I was just watching Ayuk. Yeah. It took it just the, the, the stopwatch. If you, if you just said sack every, whatever the number, I don't know, 2.5 seconds. What's the number you would have yelled sack a lot. But five Mississippis, five Mississippis, even a couple times, five Mississippis, there would have been a pass rush. Yeah. <laughs> so good question. I, Ayuk was hauling ass down the sideline. I hauling ass. You smoked. Whoever covered who was that Ward on him smoked him. The the deep throw was yeah. on Char, uh, Charvarius Ward. Yeah, smoked him would smoked him for NFL. You know, beat him by a, a step. Oh no, I'm sorry. The the deep throw was on Mosley. It was on Mosley down the right side. Yeah, the Charvarius was the jump ball kind of touchdown. But the big play under pressure, and it was under pressure, and he stepped up in the pocket. Was was on and Mosley what do you think was it's right like there? as a player to be like you became a starter on a team that went to the NFC Championship game, and then you sign another corner, and then the other guy's healthy, and all of a sudden, Amber Thomas, you're no longer the starter. I, you know, I don't think he played long enough to make it. Now, to, part of you know, DB, and every, everyone kind of plays. Like so he's going to play. Yeah, it's not like a quarterback or a punter where only one guy plays. Like when the dust settles, he may have the second most snaps. You know. It's a good right. part about, like, if you're a D lineman, like I saw today, Wagner tweeted, because we were talking before we came on, like, was Kinlaw out there? And he got he got a scheduled rest day after an off day. A little weird. But it was like, Hyder's getting his reps. And you realize, if you're a D lineman, obviously the stars make so much money. You want to be a star and get paid and get sacks. But even if you're just, like, a rotational guy, like, you're one season away from being, like, a $7 million player, right? Because you get, 
you get at minimum five series a game. Like if there's 10 or four, I mean, you're repping in a lot. You're getting a lot of opportunities to make plays. as just like this, the fourth D tackle. Like you are not just in on game day. Like you, you better be know what they're doing. You, you're, you're playing a role because as a fan, you don't like, it's just second quarter, four series. You know, it's like, it's a big series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys are going down all the time, all the time. And cor- corner similar, I think. Corn, yeah, because we saw it last year. The linemen are more likely to like get legit injuries where the corners like hamstrings, a lot of hamstring pulls, or you just out there a lot of snaps. You need some rest. You're chasing somebody around. Do you like my corners to not get out of breath? But it's it's easy for me to say on the couch. You're skinny. Why are you tired? I'm chasing Tyreek Hill all game. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the defense. I mean, a lot's been made of it. What did Richard Sherman tweet? Like, I told y'all. He's tweeted, like, I I told y'all, like, three times last week. Uh, anytime the Niners defense had an interception. He, um, lo- he lo- I've been DMing with him about Emmanuel Mosley since their Super Bowl season. He loves that guy. Loves him. That's his guy, I think. Emmanuel Mosley. Like, he thinks Emmanuel Mosley is like a... I bet if you ask him, he'd think he's, like, going to get $15 million when the season's over as an unrestricted free agent. Which is not... A, he could have a great season. I, I don't know if he's quite fast enough to get paid, paid, but, like... If he has a really good season, does he, you know, get second tier starting money? You know, maybe not Ward, but like ten million, you know, seven million, yeah. eight million. I mean, sure, might say fast enough. Like there are exceptions to the rule on fast enough. Right? Wasn't he I one? Was one. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the exception to the rule. And like, um, like, like, sure, Mosley could tackle, and he's got good ball skills. Just one on one speed, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna lose to a lot of receivers. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ward's, Ward's big. Changing his number to four feels like that helped. Mosley just looks better in four. Yeah. E-man. I agree. Him and Ward on the other side, ha- having Charvarius, I think, probably helps him too, right? Like, if I told you Emmanuel Mosley two years ago, that's going to be your best corner. A few years ago, you would have said, I don't know. It became pretty clear pretty quickly that he belonged on the field, though, right? So him and Ward and the linebackers, El Shire and Greenlaw and Warner that you mentioned, and Jimmy Ward and Hufunga or Tarvarius Moore and Bosa and Armstead and Ebukam and Drake Jackson and big ass Charles Omenahu, who stands out uh, when Armstead's not there as a very tall guy and all the interior linemen we talked about. And, you know, Kinlaw, we'll see. You know, Trent Williams said afterwards he thinks it's the best defense in the league. We were talking to our buddy Chris Biederman on the sideline. Uh, and he's like, you know, they got a chance to be the best defense in the league. And I kind of looked at him like, I don't know. And then you start thinking about it. It's not crazy. You know, I think last year, all the talk, remember, we talked to Joe Staley about it on the podcast. Could this team be better than the 19 team? But I think the question really, and it was Biederman that said it, could this defense be better than the 19 defense, which was obviously had Buckner, best corner was Sherman. Bosa was an ass kicker already. Jim, I'd say Jimmy Ward was kind of coming into his own. Jimmy's a much better player now. Just an established high-end player. Linebacker uh, group's more established probably right now than it was it, then. It's it's better now. The D-line is not as good. I mean, they're starting D-line when they rolled out healthy D Ford, Buckner, Armstead. Bosa's better, but like... Was already I mean, great. Buckner was awesome. Yeah. You know... I, I think their defense could be really, really good. Their front seven, we noticed a couple times, like 
Drake Jackson, I, I think it's insane. And listen, some D linemen get weird character stuff. They can be weird guys. Like you don't have to be like arrested and get in trouble to be like a questionable character guy with D linemen. They can just be, they're just different cats. And sometimes people question stuff and it's why they become in the draft. Some guys go different spots than others, right? You're like, how'd this guy go pick 50? Cause you got questions, but there's a reason like even the worst guys, they don't fall that far. I think it's insane that he fell that far because he has, he had like top 20 tape. Now, part of it was his weight fluctuated. I, I truly believe this. I was saying this to someone out of practice. If you put Drake Jackson the last couple of years playing for Kyle Whittingham or Mario, just a consistent program where everything, nothing was changing all the time, and he just got to play, focus on really good defenses, there's no way on God's green earth that the Niners sniff him with that. I mean, it was their only pick, right, because they had traded for Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet he goes – Really high. I mean, I bet he's a first round. He's a first round talent. He's quick. He can bend. He's strong. He's athletic as shit. That's I measurables, mean, he, right? He is just measurables. he's just what you want as a pass rusher. So to me, part of the deal last year was like it was incredible what Kasurik did around Nick Bosa with random other ends. How's this guy not going to really help Nick Bosa? as just multiple ends coming off. Because you know that they can create interior stuff with Armstead, Hyder, or the Randos. I, I don't worry about the D-tackles. He just keeps throwing those guys. It's just guards and centers are kind of average. It is harder to manipulate edge rush. Like, you got to be kind of good to get just most tackles. Like, most teams pay their tackles a lot of money. And I, I think he could be an immediate, immediate problem, like, in a good way for the Niners. And, and also, like, if Bosa just needs a breath, like they were very, they felt like last year a little, uh, you remember some of those defenses with a Khalil Mack on it with the Raiders, where it's like very dependent on him. And rightfully so. When you got a Khalil Mack, you got a Nick Bosa. But goddamn, if you just get him a little help, it's just like, Jesus. I, I, I think Drake Jackson could be the curveball on this season of just like, because again, the Willis's, the Ebicant, like they have a lot of high energy, high end, Kasurik just pushing those guys. It's another thing to have a high energy, high talent. That's what Bosa is, and he's unstoppable. Right. That's what the that's what the nineteen D line was. Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, Ford, all top twenty picks. It was blue top. chip and blue collar, <laughs> and kicked ass right. and took names. And I don't for all for everything that Nick Bosa is, and he's a better player probably than. Maybe he's a, he's a better player if there's a draft than DeForest Buckner, right? Bosa, Nick yeah. Bosa will go ahead of DeForest. But DeForest is, because of his size, just at the top of the blue chip list of any player I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's hard to get blue chippier than that guy. It's crazy that him and Eric Armstead were on the same NFL team, let alone on the same college team. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about that's well, why among, one guy went seventh. The other guy, who was an underachiever in college, went like Armstead went like fifteenth or sixteenth or seventeenth. Under major underachiever, Eric Armstead, easily went top twenty. And now he's become. If you if you had known he would have the career he's had, would he have gone higher than he did? I mean, how does he not go like single high seven eight nine ten? Right. We have to go back and look at that draft, but yeah, I mean. So, I mean, what we're talking about on that 19D line is outliers even in blue chip, outliers even among blue chips. Nick Bosa is an outlier even among blue chip guys. DeForest is definitely an outlier 
even among blue chip guys. But passing league, play with the lead. Your secondary's better, right? So maybe, maybe this defense can be the bottom line. It doesn't matter if this defense is as good or is good, you know, better than the 19 defense. The fact is that team went to the Super Bowl because of its defense. And this team has a chance if they're going to win 11, 12 games. I think the first thing will be because of its defense. Do you agree with that? Yes. De- I mean, obviously the run game too, but again, I think philosophically on those really good Ravens teams, not last year, but the previous couple of years where they were competing to be the one seed hosting playoff games, that's how the Niners want to play. Again, stylistically different. Their quarterback's not going to run like Lamar, but in terms of just run heavy, kick your ass on defense. What's weird, I, I don't even know. The Ravens have lost a lot of players, but when Biederman said that, I was like, are they going to be better on defense? A healthy Ravens and a healthy Steelers? Feels like I, you know, I don't know. He said and might. He, he said might, which is the I, I Wouldn't you say this, though? They just need to be a top five defense, and that's fine. You, I, I'm not looking oh, for I mean, 85 right. If you told me they're a top five defense, then I tell you they got a, they got a chance, a chance to win the division, right? Well, it's weird. I think some people drop like they were the third best defense last year. It's like, well... Their, their their secondary was – their corners were atrocious. Every time the ball went – Niners basically, if the ball went in the air more than 15 yards, on offense or defense, you held your breath, right? Yeah. You know, the Jimmy was throwing it up or it was – I'll never forget, you were there. Right? Were you there? Was that the Ambry interception game? Were you there for the Ambry interception game? Yeah, you were. yeah. I was. When the ball was in the air, it's like, Odell's over there. Oh, no. Right? And uh, Ambry intercepted it. I will never forget that moment. Do you remember that moment? I do. That was the the play I'll never forget in that game is the Jimmy pass to Debo. Well, the the first time when Kyle punted under two minutes with three timeouts, they get the ball back and Jimmy, not Jimmy, but Debo, great pass, uh, best pass of Jimmy's career to Debo to gain him like 60 yards and oh, they ended up scoring. The Jalen Ramsey going uh, yeah. horizontal dive. I think, did Juwan Jennings score that touchdown? I think he did. And then Juwan Jennings scored a touchdown and they got to overtime. Was that the double pass? The double pass was earlier to like tie it or take the lead. It was sweet. Uh, I want to get to this comment because I didn't see it. Somebody said, uh, John or Guy, any chance you can answer my question? Missed your question, so type it again. The chat is uh, going fast and furious. We appreciate your support. Um, I, I, I do think what makes them unique of all the top teams, because ultimately they are being, they're going to be discussed as the top teams, right? Tampa, the Rams, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs. Like they're in the short list of the top teams. They're the only team with a major question mark at quarterback. I was just completely unknown. You know, part of it is like we can say what we see in practice, but we all know we've all got into games. You just until you see it in games, you just don't know. They're the they're the question mark. It's just a weird spot to be. Now they're lucky, and this is what I'm going to reiterate over and over: is their coach is of all the top coaches the least predicated on it because of his style. They go, hey, Shosh John McVay. Like, I, I don't even think Kyle would have thrown it as much. Like, Sean McVay just turned them into a passing offense. Now, part of it, their running backs were hurt. But I think like Sean's Corey kind of like, I kind of want to be more like Andy Reid. Like, Kyle does not. We saw we saw Mike over there. I bet Mike, we couldn't see him because he was kind of far away. Mike Shanahan, yeah. Smiled every time that Kyle fucking slammed a run play with Juszczyk and Kittle. Like, that's 
That's their family philosophical belief on how to play the sport of football. Run the ball and win and win a lot of games. That's funny thing is Mike did it with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Multiple times. I mean, Coach Steve Young, Coach Elway. He did get Elway a little older, right? Yeah. Came, yeah. came 95, got the, the latter Elway. Would be interesting, like, with the Shanahan family, Elway, 87. Like, are they button heads a little? Or because John, I've, I, John, 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 John interview, like, John acknowledged, like, I wanted Terrell Davis. Like, yeah. I, I knew I needed this. Like, he I, he had lost a lot of other ways. John is kind of like Aaron Rodgers, I think. Right. We're like, he was doing whatever he wanted at the line of scrimmage, I think. Yeah. Because he was he smart was talk, and sweet. He was talking with defensive linemen. You know, the thing last year where who was Rodgers winking at before a play? What? Oh, Keekly. Remember Rodgers was like winking at Keekly? You remember that clip? Of Rogers, like kind of knowing, like I know you think you know it's coming, but I know it's coming. Like did the wink at him, kind of forget it. Was it Keekly? Well, Keekly's retired. He's scout, but he, he I mean, a couple years year? ago, I think it was two years ago. No, I think he's. I been thought out. it was a Rogers play last year with a star linebacker. We kind of winked at him before the play. Was that in the COVID year where everything was silent? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Yeah, but. um Here's a note. Schefter, Debo Samuel's contract. Debo will receive $650,000 per year for each year. He has 380 rushing yards, $150,000 bonus for three or more rushing touchdowns. He maxes out at $650,000 per year in those rushing bonuses and $1.195 million over the life of his contract in rushing bonuses, in running back bonuses. Uh, for reference, last year, Debo Samuel was eight rushing touchdowns and 365 rushing yards. So actually, I don't know if this counts. Does this count the postseason, you think? Because he would not have eclipsed this this yardage total last year in the regular season. He didn't run for 380 yards in the regular season? I w- he ran for 365. Yeah. Now, I- he's like, if we went per game late, like that number was higher, right? His averages probably went up or did go up. Kyle driving down, I, I flipped on, he was talking and he said, if, if we wanted to move him to running back, we would have talked and done it. Like, I, I don't think it shows you they view like his ability wide receiver while not like he's not some scrub wide receiver. Like you would be doing him a disservice. Like ultimately Alvin Kamara or Dalvin cook, like let's just take the top two or three, even Christian McCaffrey could not be the receiver of Debo Samuel, right? Like, I, I think he could be much closer to them than they could ever sniff being him of, like, playing outside against Jalen Ramsey and getting open. Like, and he can just do that all game. I'm not saying every single rep, but, like, Debo is a wide receiver first and foremost who also has these running back instincts. And I think it gets back to, I'm sure, not only high school, but just, like, college returning. He feels comfortable with a lot of people in front of him and the ball in his hands. Well, I bet like Jamar, Ch- like a lot of wide receivers would not like behind offensive linemen. That's that's got to be a very foreign feeling to the majority of wide receivers in the league. Maybe like in high school they played running back, but a lot of them transition out. So to me, like Debo was smart because a big talking point was like, is he going to mandate not play running back anymore? Why does it really matter once he got money? Like to me, the whole talking point, and you and I have discussed this over the six months is like, 
where the Niners wanted to pay him less because they viewed him as a running back. You know, uh, what's his name? New Orleans Saints when they were bitching moaning him a wide receiver, a tight end years ago. That clearly, he just got the DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Like, he got sweet, young wide receiver money. So it's like, why does he even – you like a running back. I make way more than Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. And everyone thinks Christian McCaffrey's contract's terrible. His money doesn't sniff my money, right? Zeke, I think, got a ton of money back in the day, like 40 or $45 million. Not this. Not however – I don't know what it breaks down to. You see the APY on these guys is like 24. Yeah. Which really, it's a little skewed, Right. Because it's based on it's an extension, like this factors in his year under contract. So the APY, you know, they give him fifty eight million dollars, as long as they don't cut him by April first of twenty twenty three. Exactly. He's. I bet he's going to get the majority of cash. What was this? What the signing bonus like twenty eight, twenty four million dollars yeah. or something? So boom of the of the fifty eight. They've already direct deposited him. I, I bet in the first twelve months, he'll have made forty million dollars of the you know whatever. That's the way these contracts are always. I, I wonder if you asked like a contract negotiator, like if you sat down with Parag and like the dude that and like Bob Myers and his guy, would you rather have it? Like, do, does the NFL really benefit from being able to fudge contracts? Obviously, right. What do you mean fudge contracts? Like just report fake numbers? Like ultimately when I give Draymond Green his four-year, when he got his last contract, four years, $100 million. 25-25. Now it's a, it's not, you know, one year's 23, one year's 26, whatever, but it's all guaranteed. You would always just rather have, yeah, four years, $100 million, but it's actually only 58, right? Wouldn't you rather always have that? Of course. So when things go wrong, you can get out of it. If you're the team, you mean? Yeah. If you're yeah. The team. Not, the, well, not the player. That's what was like, you know, I saw a lot of that today. Like, you know, Debo or yesterday as well. Debo, you know, Debo goes with a short deal so we can get another bite of the apple. Well, that's what Rap Sheet said. He's in, he's in, he's in line at 29 for another big deal. So he wouldn't have taken six years and 115 guaranteed? <laughs> Just double? You know? Which it's true. He is in line. He it's true. But I think the Niners, you know, you do a deal with him at this age. You get four more years. Although the reality is if Debo is producing for the next two years, there's gonna be another hold in in three years, right? That's the other usually the way it's like Debo is not playing four more years with this contract. If he's maintaining his level of play. Yeah, he's there's gonna be a hold in or a trade request or something like that stuff. But they have his prime right now. That's what they got. This is the way you would want to do it if you were an NFL team. I agree. Especially when your quarterback is making less money now than he will be in three or four years. That's what the in Browns the, in, th- in theory. That's, we thought about big. <laughs> in theory. Let's just, uh, let's just get to this first year. Uh, cap hit this year for Zeke. $18 million. Sorry. Next year, it's 16 Dead cap is eleven. She yeah, that contract is terrible. This might be his last year on the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott. Dead cap at eleven point eight next year. I mean, if he has a good year, they'd keep him around, but and Jerry well, I saw Jerry say that he needs to be more of the focus point. <laughs> Jerry doesn't oh, cool, like his cool, winners. Cool. Yeah. Jerry been studying watching the tape. <laughs> yeah, eating McMuffins. With a fork did he fork and a knife or bare hand? Do you see Jerry? I love Jerry's outfits. He's wears like cowboy sweats. 
He wears a Cowboys polo, but then he has like a an under long sleeve undershirt. He just his his camp outfit is always the same. It's been Him the same and Dan Quinn like, dressed exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, they, they are just ready for ninety five degree heat and not get sunburned. Uh, no, don't blame Jerry. I mean, that's I'd wear the same thing too. Question on the uh, stream, guy and John. When Jimmy started last season, we only won nine games. Why is it that everyone is stating playoffs or failure? Shouldn't nine or ten wins be enough considering a harder schedule? Well, by the way, nine or ten wins, ten wins probably does get you the playoffs in the NFC. Last year, nine, you know, got Philadelphia in, but it didn't get New Orleans or didn't get New Orleans in. If so, Vince Lombardi came down from football heaven and gave Kyle a contract, he's like, I'm in charge of the football gods, 10 and 7 right now, would you sign it? You think Kyle signs that? I don't think he does. Not guaranteed. I can't guarantee you if that's a six seed, seven seed. I just right. give you ten and seven and just take your chances. Uh, I mean, I would have to think about. I think would you sign thinks- it? Because in the NFC, when you look around, it probably gets you in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's what the Niners were last year, right? To to the point, Niners were ten and seven last year. Yeah, but I think Kyle has said, and then I know, no, I think I know. It, last year was too dicey, and last year was dicey. So I There's think di- ten and seven though they they only had nine going into week eighteen. So it'd be different if you had ten by week seventeen, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I think it, on on one hand it feels kind of crazy not to take that with a rookie quarterback, but ten and seven to me is more nine and seven than it is ten and five. The old ten and six, right? Yeah, I agree. So I don't think I would take that. I think. I think they might be able to just do 10 and 7 without a contract. But part part of it you, is they've they, they've invested so, they've spent so much money on star players that when you're spending this type of money on premium guys who are good, I, I think your expectations are just higher. Now, I, whether that's fair or not, we'll have to see how the quarterback plays, but I, I think their talent is much higher than 10 wins. So I agree with that, but I also think if we look back in a year and I struggle too with, with I struggle too with the schedule thing. You don't really know if a schedule's hard or easy. You actually kind of know it's hard because you're playing the AFC West, but you have so many swing teams that like, well, this team we thought was going to suck is actually good, right? That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. And vice versa. But if you look back at the year and they made the playoffs at 10-7, and seven, I think like a year from now, you'd say for Trey, all things considered for Trey Lance, that was probably a pretty successful year for Trey. Like yeah. how many first-time starting second-year players go 10-7? and seven? Or ten, you know, whatever it used to be. More than likely, then you're a road underdog, round one. And how many, how many road playoff games are you just going to win? You know, it's difficult. Yeah. Well, if you're the Niners, a lot. I mean, it's it's kind of what they do. <laughs> Between Harbaugh and Kyle, they've won a lot over the years. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. Uh, anything else from uh, practice today that needs to get mentioned before we get on to Deshaun Watson suspended six games by the NFL's independent arbiter? That piece of uh, news was released on Monday morning. The NFL has three days to appeal, uh, although Roger Goodell has the hammer, John. He can just change the suspension if he wants. There's been an outcry, a demand for Roger Goodell to do it. Um, I don't know what he's going to do, but as someone who thought that Deshaun could and should get suspended for the year, it has felt to me a little bit like the NFL has been setting up its lack of action. 
Meaning, I think they've made it really clear, and everyone has repeated it, that the NFL pushed for a season-long or an independent suspension of Deshaun Watson. I tend to think that they are not going to add the Deshaun suspension, as crazy as that sounds. And maybe I won't be surprised if they do, because it's such a wild situation. But I think part of what the NFL, what it feels to me like the NFL has been doing, is setting up, this is an independent arbiter. We and the Players Association agreed in the last CBA to have somebody independent do it. The reason we did it is because we don't want Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell doesn't want. The players definitely don't want Roger Goodell to be the one. Judge, jury, and executioner. You remember how many times we heard that phrase uh, early on in in Roger's uh, you know punitive days. And I think it'll be their way of saying, "Hey, this is not what we wanted. We think it's BS. We think he deserved a season, but got to respect the process." And I think by getting an, uh, an independent arbiter and by making it so clear that they want a very severe punishment for Deshaun, they can kind of wash their hands of it and say, hey, this is not what we want, but we have to respect the process. Now, the flip side of that is Deshaun Watson is going to step on the field, play Monday Night Football week nine for the Cleveland Browns. Like, it's not good for Roger Goodell, right? Yeah, I just think it's such an easy one guy for him to just drop the hammer. Why does he care? The, the, the league had its best I, season know, ever ratings-wise, money-wise, without him. I'm with you. They want it out for a reason. This is not their decision. It already feels like he's taking a lot of shit. He didn't even do anything. He just passed it off to this chick who wrote, I saw Albright tweet this, in her conclusion, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. But she gave him the same. Ben got six games, right? Game the same I, as Ben. I I I I expect Roger to to get involved because I I think and honestly maybe I don't know the guy maybe he doesn't even care at this point. I do think it's just an easy one for him to get some credit. I agree, and I don't understand because it's not why Desha- Deshaun. Listen, him and him and Malgetta and the Browns they rigged it. So if it stands, he loses three hundred thirty grand. If it if Roger gives him the year, he loses a million. Like they rigged it. They, they yeah. aren't losing financially. It's not going to impact them one way or the other. He is getting $229 million because he ain't getting suspended for multiple years, right? He's coming back at worst case next year. And as it stands right now, week seven or eight or whenever, is there bye week after the six games? Is that why you said week nine or, Oh no, I said week nine. No, no, their bye week is not. So they're, they comes play back against the Ravens. Football. I think. Yeah. They, they, he comes back against the Ravens and then the next week they play Monday night football against the Bengals. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Do you want, like, I would imagine the NFL is going really well. It's fun. Everyone's crushing it. Ratings are high. Everyone's enjoying it. Positive talks. And then you bring him back where it's like you suspend him for the year. Now, I, maybe Rogers counter would be like, then I'm, am I always going to have to do this whenever there's public out? Now, I'd, I'd say this feels like a pretty unique outlier situation. Specifically, sexual assault. Um, I think the league's probably well served to set a precedent that's greater than six games. That's the other thing, right? If he only gets six games, how it's going to be hard for some other person who's not. But if he get, let's say you know, Roger adds four. So now he's at 10. Don't yeah. do you think Roger then would take shit? Now he's involved. And it's like, well, you only added four. Yeah. I mean, to me, Roger either adds to me, there's no point for him to get involved unless he's going to suspend him for the season. Yeah, you either kick him out for the year or just be like, hey, we're just going to stick with her moving forward. She's our just part, determination. Why do you think Roger and the NFL, why, why does Roger not want to be in the punishment business? 
Well, because just, why would you? Well, I understand. I, I mean, I get that, I guess. But like, ultimately, why does he give it off to an arbiter if he still everyone still knows that he could still add games? Because I, I think arbiter. the because I think the union was pushing for it, and it was just an easy way to give them a win. Well, I think that was a big thing. The union wanted. They thought they originally gave in. Then they thought it was unfair because a lot of their guys. But listen, it's not apples to apples. But and I. I do agree like you gotta you gotta make a hard precedent immediately like, you guys cannot gamble on sports like it, whether he had put 1500 or 15 million like hey guys you're playing in the league there is no gambling like I, I I'm in agreement they had to draw but Calvin Ridley got a year for placing a 1500 parlay bet and this yeah. guy got six games like that's and again it's not apples to apples and it's, it's not apples to I I don't like comparing those two. But I do think it just shows you, like, people are like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing the commissioner has, his, his number one job is to protect, it sounds cliche, but it's to protect the integrity of the product that's on the court, right? I mean, the the NBA referee scandal is still a thing. that It's still, if everyone watches games, still, and it's like, well. Because well, uh, I, I believe some of them are on take. Well, I just, it's just, it's, it's the last thing you can have happen. Right. Like I thought the ref last year and I was all for throwing the flag on uh, Cassius Marsh, but the ref bumping him is unacceptable. Right. The referee goes out of his way to bump Cassius Marsh. That is un- intolerable. Like that to me is the one of the worst things a referee can do. You can't have it like you like. So my point is, I just understand separate the two things. In the grand scheme of life, what Deshaun Watson did is infinitely worse. I mean, it's it's not even comparable to Calvin Ridley. Like everyone's done what Calvin Ridley's done. But I just can't to me, they just have to be separate conversations. And even without Calvin Ridley, we can say Deshaun Watson six games is pretty tame. But now, it, but, it was, but even think- like like Hopkins' six games for the Cardinals, it was like a trace of something I saw. It wasn't even like it was kind of debatable. You know, it just it, you just see all the other suspensions recently. You're like, yeah. how did they get? Now again, that that was all Roger. Like Calvin Ridley was not Sue Robinson, right? Whatever her name is, Sue, whatever. I think Calvin Ridley was the NFL. Yeah. So was, why is the NFL? Why are they picking and choosing? Was he in the old last year? Did it not? Did the, this new process just start this year? It's the first Maybe time. Like, yeah, we're not. This isn't even going to our arbitrator. <laughs> Hey, a uh, question for you. How do you feel about shave it or save it submissions with people who aren't submitting themselves? Well, do they get like, is it their brother or is their friend? Like how does. No, like we got tagged in a video of a niner today. Yeah. And, you know, well, I, I don't know. You're, you're the one who's gone through it. I'm sensitive to people who might who are not asking for the opinion. And was it like, is, is it the quarterback? No, 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 it's not the quarterback. Uh, I can show you that I have it right here if you want to see what, it. What, yeah, what position? Offensive line. You know, a lot of ball offensive linemen. Uh, well, I know. I'm just saying, like, if it's Prince Henry, if it's like an uber famous person, I got no problem. Well, I'm not. That. Is it Trent? I'm not talking shit about him. No, no, it's not him. It's not. Oh. It's, uh, McGlinchey? I don't want to. I don't want to. We got tagged. To me, it's like I feel a little uncomfortable doing it because I, I, I really want to treat people like human beings when it comes to shave it or save it. And so well, I don't want to embarrass anybody when it comes to this subject. Uh, I also think, like, very seriously, it, it, there's a bit, there's a line. Like, listen, it's going early. Like, you're going to be fine. You got some time, right? And then there's like 
Jed, like, what are you doing, man? Like LeBron, like you paint your head. Like we see it when it's unpainted. Kevin Durant, like guys, to me, there's a line of like, you look embarrassing. Someone needs to tell you. And and then there's the guy like, oh yeah, you kind of, you can still be good. Like, I I think there's a pretty clear line of delineation. Like when we got tagged in the Jed talk, it was like, does he have no one in his life being like, what is going on here? What is happening? That you have to admit that's one of the most egregious hairdos you've ever seen in your life. For a guy that like, no, in modern time too, not, I mean, we've seen in the eighties, the nineties, the seventies, there were some people holding on. Like that's pretty crazy that he's rocking that pretty nuts. I don't know what his other options would be, but if he doesn't want to shave it, but there has to be some regeneration, just put on a wig. I, you can't, no, you can't go wig. You can't take that in public. You can't go wig. I, sometimes I see people and I wonder, like, I wonder if wigs, maybe not quote unquote wigs, but just something you put on might they're be a little more prevalent than people realize. I mean, they're in movies all the time, right? And most people don't notice. And I don't even mean like famous people, just like maybe a guy that's like a banker at Wells Fargo, you know, just people that like, I, I can't, I don't, right. I'm not going to go right. bald. You shaved your goatee. I didn't notice till somebody said in the chat. I was looking at your face today. I didn't notice the goatee was gone from yesterday. You just trimmed it. It was getting it got sure, you, you just gone. It was a, it was a legitimate goatee, and now it's gone. It's legitimate. Doesn't quite connect. It, again, when I say trim, there's still. I, I I took I cleaned off a manscaper, and I just there's still little stubbles. So my mustache is my mustache is thick. How do we yeah. feel about? I you gotta you gotta you feel bad put about it. In it? Famous people not bad. No, no, hey, I'm not talking about famous people. I'm talking about like third string offensive linemen trying to make the th- or whoever. I didn't. Whatever. Oh, just- yeah. I mean, I, I would say, guys, here, here's the other line I draw to. And this is why I'm harder on Jed. Jed's 40, whatever, 43. Yeah. At 22, 23, like I give you a little time, right? Uh, I, I think there's a grace period between like 20 and 25. You know, people say it with people make fun of Trey. Uh, I think there's, there's a couple other quarterbacks that are like people would say, I give you some grace period. LeBron, 38 years old. Kevin Durant, 35. Jed, 43. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, to me, you get your 20s. You're finding yourself. You're learning about undrafted O-linemen. You may not realize it yet. Yeah. I at I would say early 30s on, give me a break. 40s? Uh, 40s guy? 40s? Like, I, I'm sorry. You, you've jumped. Like, you're allowed to be made fun of. Chat says it's fair. He's no lineman. He can handle it. I'll show John the video offline. We'll determine if we decide it's appropriate. Again, I really want to be sensitive to the human beings. We have a lot of fun with Shave It or Save It, but this is a very personal, sensitive thing. We're all just people. And um, I don't want to make anybody in that. I'm happy making other people for other reasons feel bad. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Although we did get a Shave It or Save It submission. Do you feel you're privileged? Is that why? Uh, no, it's not that. I just, Cause, well, cause look at that. I mean, look, look at how thick that thing is. It's like, how can doing, you relate? It's doing well. Well, I can relate in the sense that I'm just a person and there are things that everybody's, you know, you're, you're confident, comfortable, whatever about yourself at different times that that comes later, especially like you said, with younger people. That's why I, I give, I give the twenties. I, I give you a break. I, I'd even probably go before like 27, 28. I'm sorry, like 38 successful. Like, can no one in your life fucking say anything to you? Your wife doesn't say, like, what the hell's going on there? Yeah. Your barber? How about your barber? 
who's cutting your hair? Like, who cuts Jed's hair? Like, to someone? And when they say, like, oh, it looks good, man. <laughs> Go Niners. Faithful, baby. <laughs> is that what the conversation is? Is it all just fake? Like, do you not have real conversations? Like LeBron, Jed, uh, like those. I, just, again, I think people are just sensitive to other people when it comes to, like, really interacting. I'm talking about the barber. Like, hey, man, uh, we got a couple options here. Like, you know, when you see a doctor, if something happens, you're like, here are your three options. Right, right. Like, does anyone, like, you know, when you have a lot of hair, your, your barber goes, well, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Or you come in and like, hey, I saw this, can you do this? Like, when you get to us, and that's me, Jed, LeBron, like, you don't have options. You either grow it out and just be bald everywhere, or you cut, shave it. Like, you get to do two options. Joe Buck made a choice. But again, like, that's, make the choice then. Do it. And he almost lost the vocal cords. Uh, we, I was going to say, we got to shave it or save it. Remember during vacation, we haven't done that. We haven't helped that person yet. Helped that person yet. Yeah. So times are busy. I I would typically lean shave when all else fails shave. Yeah. Uh, anybody else, somebody get hurt today in camp? I don't, what, what's so funny? No, (laughs) I just love our hair talks. Uh, Every day. I feel like there's been a major like, whoa, towards ACL happened yet. No, it's early. Well, some, I got like, some, I saw some early like Max Crosby. I did, I did a, you know, you see like a comment and you just do a quick search. Like, uh-oh. Like, whoo, knock on wood for Max. Nothing happened. I just, somebody, I, his name got mentioned in the chat earlier and it sent me to Twitter real quick for a quick Twitter search. Um, I never trust this thing. Oh, by the way, I have to say this because I've gotten, you know, you just say random stuff and you and I talk about it. Like people say stuff to you and you're like, I did I say, what, what are we talking about? Today at practice, guy who's covered the Niners for a long time, back and forth on social, Rob Louder, uh, longtime Niner cover and podcaster comes up to me. He's like, hey, Rob, he went to Fresno State. He was talking, he lives in Fresno. First thing he says is, Max Verstappen does not drive for Mercedes. And then as I'm at practice, my buddy Paul texts me. He's like, I don't know much, but I'm pretty sure Verstappen is Red Bull. Yeah. Honda. Like, I know he doesn't drive for Mercedes. I was doing an analogy on the podcast yesterday about his engine. I thought it was Rob and my buddy Paul both think it's a Honda engine that he drives. But anyway, F1 talk brings people out of the woodwork, apparently. So I'm glad people are on me. I'm not that deep. Like here's one, and this is this is where I always red flag stuff. NFL Network James Palmer. There is no concern or anything to really worry about with Chandler Jones. Now I haven't been super locked into Raiders practice, so I read the little blurb Roto World. It's actually easier to get NFL news Roto World than it is Twitter, just because there's so much going on on a given day. Like it kind of just breaks you down, especially injury wise. I recommend anyone Roto World. Just type it in. It's fucking easy. Roto Wire. You done that? Uh, they cha- I just type in Roto World. It still shows up. It's now called yeah. NBC Sports, Sports Edge. Edge. But there's also Roto Wire. Anyway, keep going. And I guess that uh, Jones hasn't practiced. He's missed the f- several days with undisclosed ailment. That's a little patriot-y, right? Undisclosed ailment? You're not practicing? Yeah, that is weird. Well, what's, what's wrong? Because he's an older player who's been banged up. Just something, things like that with older high-end players. Like I keep an eye on stuff like that. No, no concern, John. No, okay. don't don't even look over here. Nothing like, to worry about at all. Wait, no Ziegler, Josh, you wouldn't believe us. We, we just we come from the place that's the most open and honest place of all time. And I don't no blame them at all. 
I, I guess there's two type people. Those that like don't even hesitate, undisclosed, and just don't break stride. And then like the Kyles and the Andes and McVeigh's, like it's hard for them to lie. They're like, yeah, it's something with his back. You know, we think it'll be fine. I I would I would be in their category because I couldn't keep a straight face, like undisclosed. Well, what is it? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's just his hamstrings tight. He's working through it. We think he's gonna be fine. I'd always break down. How about the Steelers for Garoppolo? These drafted a guy number twenty overall. Yeah, but they don't. Is he? Is he need to start week one? They got a good team. You said it earlier. Great defense. They got Chase Claypool. They got Pickens. They can run the ball with Najee. Is it? Is there a chance that Jimmy just like I don't really want to move all my shit out of my place? <laughs> like, I mean, what if it's just like there's some basic elements like I don't want to ship my car and like dating this girl. I'm having a good time. Like I, Kyle. Can we work a deal out where I'm just around, and if you need me on a call, like I just stay training, maybe <laughs> on retainer. Yeah, I just maybe hit free agency next year. Like I just kind of like what's going on right now. Kenny Pickett running with the twos today. Najee Harris hurt, foot injury. Did the adult? Sites have a lot of success in the chat. Is that why they keep coming back? A lot of people like they get a lot of traffic when they check like, oh, 80% of our traffic came from YouTube comments. There's no way. This one, an error occurred. Try refreshing the page. You can't even block it. Because once one of us blocks it, then it, even though you and I see it, it's already been blocked. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's no porn on YouTube, right? It's a link to something else, I guess. Uh... Man, Najee foot injury left practice Monday. That'd be the first kind of big injury. I'd say the Steelers know Najee being well. Ky- Kyler, Kyler's going to be home uh, rehabbing. <laughs> if you're Kyler, even if you Jack got COVID. the vid, can you join? Can you be on Twitch playing video games? Or no chance. I mean, what? Imagine being sick and not being able to play video games. What are you going to do? Watch tape. <laughs> I mean, four hours. Once you get your four hours in, John. You're free to do whatever you want for the week. I talked to a buddy that thinks they're going to be worse. That, you know, Hopkins is injured, thinks their defense isn't quite as good, uh, thinks their line's pretty questionable. Obviously, they got smaller wide receiver, though the guys can run. Because I'm tempted to, like, under r- really, like, hate on him. Oh. But it's like, I, I still, I've, I've seen them enough to know, like, I, I do val- I do think they got good players some places. <laughs> like, they're not just some scrub operation when they take the field, right? I've seen them enough to know that you can't, it, it, you can't be confident just staking your claim, like, it's going to blow up five oh, wins. Show. All of a sudden, they're six and two. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't feel confident thinking they're going to suck. I, I want them to, but I... I do acknowledge that if they went 10 and 7, I will not be surprised at all. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> again, it's weird. Like, I, I'm not into him, but he's not one of those, like, I don't, I think he guy sucks. Like, I don't think that. Like, I watch him enough to know, like, his talent translates a lot, very well, actually, extremely well. I've seen him just eviscerate people, especially the Niners, who he's kind of owned. Even even Colt McCoy came in and owned him. I even feel like in the losses, I always felt like Kyler was like one of the best players on the field. He just terrifies you on every play. I mean, right? That's the simplest. And 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 now what? NFC hosts the AFC game this year, so they got nine indoor games. He's an indoor player, right? He. I feel like he's 
I feel he's way sweeter inside. Extra a little quick, you know. Oh. Something to keep an eye on this year. The, you know, the NFC that. flips. Sneaky advantage for some teams last year, right? You get that extra home game. Yeah. Not that big a deal, but it's not it's not nothing. Well, I think the well, they lose it. They lose a home game with Mexico City this year, Arizona. Good point. I think the Niners, the Niners, Bengals. What? I think that's the Niners' seventeenth game. Because don't they do uh, cross games? Yeah. Not the easiest draw. Kind of cool draw though. It's weird. Like you talking about the night? The Niners, you know, the seventeenth, the AFC NFC crossover game. Yeah. I think it's is. Do the Niners play the Bengals this year? No, they don't play the Bengals this year. Who's their seventeenth game? Uh, I gotta go back to my schedule notes. It's a release show, John. Don't yeah, you remember? I don't even. I don't even. It doesn't even matter. Oh, they played the Bengals last year. I don't know why I thought thinking the Bengals. Uh, who is that? Do they have like a random AFC opponent? Uh, not the Mo- AFC West. Someone in the chat chat said the Dolphins. Oh yeah, I think it is Miami. I thought that game was. For some reason, in my head that game was Week 18. I think it, it's Miami because they don't play the rest of that division. They don't well, play think, New England. They don't play well, the Jets. Why? Well, what I think happens? Don't quote me on this, everyone. But you could use this as the water cooler. Your 17th game is divisional, right? The NFC West draws the AFC East. Well, it's a schedule game. You know, they got the like. There's a exactly. big difference. Would yeah. you rather draw the Dolphins or the Patriots? Because obviously, the Niners were third and the Dolphins were third. The Patriots were second. I think you might rather have the Patriots. Well, Seattle got the Jets, which is easily the best one, but they deserve that, right? So this means that uh, the Rams got the Bills, who they open up against. Rams it doesn't necessarily the they don't all play on the same week, right? It's just that's just the game throughout your schedule that's right, the extra right, right. game. Yep. I think you clearly, obviously, the Jets would be the number one draft pick, but in 2022, I don't know. I'm I might pick the Patriots, especially for the Niners. You don't think so? You you don't think Kyle would rather you'd rather play the Patriots than Tyreek and the Dolphins Tua? Mike McDaniel? Yeah, I guess you just give him Bill respect, but Cardinals Monday night football. I just think that the Niners against quarterbacks like Mac that can't move, they've historically had a lot of success. Not that Tua can move, but they just got more little weapons to use. Mike, I mean, he's he's basically been Kyle's like second wife for the last decade. I mean, they, that's the way they talk about each other. How much time definitely spent more time together? I think probably uh, not. Guy, not even close. <laughs> not even close. Especially if you siphoned out the month of, you know, J- June twentieth through July twentieth for the last ten years. It's it would be McDaniel. I would say in like an eighty twenty time split. If you factored in the other eleven months of the year. Especially plus the like top file. Oh, we're on vacation. Look who's here. Mike, Mike's going to be in town. Just swing by for a couple of days. Yeah. Oh I mean, have there been some Thursday and Friday nights where Mike had to come over? They talked about some stuff. So they had, All of a sudden, dad shows up. Yeah. Mike Shanahan shows up. We're talking about Mike McDaniel, but Mike Shanahan shows up. Yeah. You, uh, you think, can walk off. Yeah, that oh, game in Cincinnati was on the other day. wonder how many years Mike Shanahan colored his hair. And then what year in retirement? You're like, what am I doing this for every day? Doesn't anymore. That's for damn sure. No, that's thick. I mean, uh, a full head of hair. Great head of hair. Great head of hair. Great flow. Charlene says Patriots will be the best option to end this Trey or Mac, who's better debate for good. 
That would be a good game just for that. I think the conversation. I just has, wouldn't want Belichick against Trey. But from a business standpoint, I think the, the storylines are better that than the Miami. 100%. Trey Mack. Yeah, like, I mean, that, oh, Mike McDaniel back home. Like, okay, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. Like, you and I are excited about it, but. Yeah, I, I could take Trey and Mack for a week. And then the then the reaction to the Trey and Mack performances. You got 13 points against Bill. That's a win. I mean, you saw what he did in the frigid temperatures to Josh Allen last year. All right. On that note, uh, we'll be back. We're going back to practice on Tuesday. I mean, that's the plan. That's the plan. That is the plan, which means we'll be back on YouTube on Tuesday um, after Niners practice. Full report. Somebody in the chat earlier said, wow, Guy and John really down on Trey Lance. No. I, 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 I can't I can't play this game with the chat every day, though, if we're going to be positive and negative. Like, there, there are going to be people that the moment I, you get negative are get very sensitive. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just want to establish that saying not everything went great is not saying we're down on Trey Lance. This is part of what it looks like. Just going to say what we see. That's right. Facts only. People are going to get offended. People are going to get angry. People are going to get sensitive. I can't help it. Derek Jeter had 53 errors. First year rookie ball. Wow. Buck Showalter was thinking, oh, my God, what mistake did we make? Stick Michael was like, don't worry, Buck. We got the right guy. I mean, the big league manager pays attention. Like, that felt a little like, is that really happening? He's in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. To the single A team? Oh, yeah. He's getting a report. It's their, he was the sixth overall pick. I, I would bet on a weekly basis, once a week, he would talk to Derek's minor league managers just to get an update on how he's looking. I guess in the mid-90s. Do you think now Gabe Kapler once a week is hearing about guys in single A? Um, I think that these guys always kind of just get an update on what guys are doing, yeah. He may, not be, ta- he may not be talking on the phone. Cause, but I think they all get, they all know they all get an update. Like, I guess it would make I, sense. I've seen enough, like, half those guys could be on their team in the next year. Right. Well, and also like, I've seen enough, like Bob Melvin just kind of bullshitting, you know, when I was doing a stuff, when I was at the A's every day and they'd be like, uh, Oh man, uh, you know, so-and-so, uh, how's he doing? Bob like, Oh, uh, you know what? I was just talking to force today. Hit a home run yesterday. Like these guys know. What's yeah. Up. What they else get, are you talking get about? A report every day. They get a report every day. I would bet you on how all their guys are doing. The front office or the the manager? I bet it's available just to all of them. Yeah, in the system. Yeah. What What are you doing? I mean, you get there at noon every day. You don't play till seven. You know, it's like, how long you, it take to set the lineup? You, you, yeah, you can read a, a paragraph on how your top pick did. <laughs> it's true. All right, everybody, just go go click the uh, adult dating site links, just so they, uh, yeah. you know, go go give go them, away. Go, go give them your money. <laughs> YouTube, where are the YouTube police? Why do we have to do this ourselves? I mean, we're here making you guys money. A lot going on in society, guy. All right. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.